Hello everyone, welcome back to Escape to the Cinema. This week we're talking No Time to Die again, Spider-Man 3, we've got a new Clint Eastwood film coming up, Cobra Kai, a full review of Anola Holmes, and of course our own recommendations. And I'm joined by my good friend, James. Back again. So, James, No Time to Die has been pushed back till April pushed 2021. Back. Not just pushed back as well, but I've seen as well that they kind of have came out and kind of just said that this is the end of Daniel Craig's Aye. run as if it kind of fully endorsed it mm-hmm. I know that everyone's kind of been knowing that it's coming to an end but aye, aye. Um, kind of seeing it in, in like an actual article and the people behind the movie being like aye this is the end of his like kind of run of movies aye aye it's just well it was slated for April this year and then obviously that couldn't happen so yeah. it is technically a full year it's been delayed if you're going by that so aye just even Anna is it Anna de Armas Armé I can never say her name right um, she's really Blade Runner stuff, you. Know. Yeah, she's basically said that she feels like she's been talking about it forever. I uh, I can imagine. And like, like it's literally what we've been saying for weeks. That's but, it. All we keep getting is slightly changed trailers, are uh, some new kind of stills every now and again from aye. like kind of different points of the movie. But no, we haven't actually had anything obviously kind of bigger come out for it, and now waiting even longer for the actual film to come out. I mean, it's a it's a good while. So I'm just hoping they like pull the trailer for a while but it's already yeah. obviously on YouTube and everything so ho- hopefully they kind of cut down their advertising but delaying it and delaying it means that it'll have a knock on effect because obviously you think if, if it was meant to release in April there they would probably already have started to get the next one ready in terms of the storyline yeah. or getting a director you would on think board so, or whatever yeah. so that might still be happening behind the scenes but it would be kind of weird to have um, kind of James Bond movies come out within a space of a year of each other because that, that could happen it's weird that they'd announced the, the new James Bond well there's still one ready to come yeah, out yeah, as well still sort of one, thing. Like, that we've only seen trailers for yeah. as in even just announced the casting and stuff so that that's kind of strange that that potentially could happen but I feel like they'll just kind of leave all that and we'll get the new James Bond as in the new casting after this one so I feel like we're waiting a while so. What's the uh, actual date it's been pushed back to do you know? I just know it's April 2021. I don't know the actual... April 2021. Actual, they probably don't even know the date, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they'll have probably released something, but I, I can't see them. Unless, like, something crazy happens with COVID, I can't see it being any longer than that, so... No, because it gets to the point where just hanging on to it, hanging on to it, and, yeah, do you release it into the cinemas or do a kind of limited release in the cinemas and try and kind of push hard to get everyone to watch it at home, but that's a... That's a that is the kind of film that comes to mind if you think someone, oh, what, what sort of films you see in the cinema? Aye. People say James Bond. Aye. So it'd be kind of really weird to see a, a kind of brand new James Bond movie straight Aye. at home, in if you're interested Aye. anyway, because I know a lot of people wouldn't see it in the cinema, so they'd probably wait for it to be at home anyway. Aye, anyway. Aye. But for, like for myself, I can't imagine not seeing James Bond in the cinema. Aye. No, I'm the same. It's that, it's that kind of cinematic spectacle, I suppose, that you would, you would need to watch it in the house. I mean, if that's the only way they release it, you would obviously yeah, but no option. I think it probably would do pretty well like video on demand I think it'd make quite a lot of money but obviously not the money they wanted to make so no absolutely not I can't even imagine what their marketing budget must be well that's, at this point. This is exactly I mean it, obviously buying advertising space I don't know how Covid affected it in terms of making it kind of if it's made it cheaper or something somehow because possibly but, no, it is. It's just racking up kind of money, and it does the, the money it makes from video kind of release from for home just isn't comparable to how much money it would make in a cinema in general. No. Because 
I mean, I read an article just this week that, um, well, actually it was this morning. It was that Cineworld mm-hmm. is pretty much done. Oh, oh really? Is, yeah. They're, they're going to be closing all of their cinemas potentially oh, that's because of um, obviously because of COVID and the losses. Aye. Again, the, the article I read kind of hinted at it heavily, but um, I don't think it's. I, I can't see people coming in and rescuing Cineworld financially. No. So, and they, they like, cinemas rely on these big releases. Aye. Aye, especially something like James Bond or... Yeah, because Aye. obviously cinemas don't just make the money from the films. In fact, they, they make very little money from the films. Aye. It's the concessions, it's people buying popcorn, buying drinks. Obviously, if that's not there, then they're going to lose all that money. Aye, that's what people don't can understand like they obviously have a distribution deal where they make a certain amount from the films and obviously advertising as well but like you say as the concessions and the actual people going to the cinema that makes up the the money for that so yeah it is a shame because Cineworld obviously is a is a pretty good chain I, I'd say it's kind of better than View maybe I don't know if you'd agree oh uh, I don't know I've, I've always just I've always liked View I don't know why I, I, I mean View is obviously a local one so it's yeah easier for me to get to anyway but uh, I've only ever been to the big sunny sunny olden town a few times. Aye, it's a good cinema, but I think just on the whole they seem to be a bit, a bit better. But that could just be me being biased. So, no, but it's a shame be, if they disappear. It'd be interesting to see what they would do with that space in town because it's isn't that, I think that's Europe's biggest cinema. It's a big like is it not big building? It could be. A, I don't know if that's. I think it has the the most screens of any cinema like in Europe. Like in one building yeah, type yeah. thing? Aye. I mean, it's possible because it's got obviously multiple floors. Yeah. So, aye. No, it's a, a nice big cinema, but no, that's a shame if that's that's what's going to happen. But, but I mean, it's just the kind of state of it because, I mean, the cinemas have been opened again, but if there's no kind of new releases plus limited seating anyway, aye. it becomes a bit of a hard kind of task to get people to go back to the cinema, especially yeah. when for... Not the same price. It is a bit more expensive. For example, our local cinema being viewed being only a fiver for a ticket. But if I could buy, like, let's say James Bond comes out home release, and I can buy aye. it for like I don't know, fifteen pounds, let's say. Aye, aye. Then it's not it's not the end of the world. And exactly. Aye. I, I, I think some people are still kind of scared to go out. Maybe that's a possibility. But yeah, not so much younger people. We see a lot of younger folk at the cinema when we go. So it does seem to be. I mean. Trying to think, what's the busiest screen that we've been at recently? I think it was maybe, I think Unhinged maybe, or was that the quietest? No, Unhinged was it was the smallest cinema, like it's in uh, the screen capacity. Aye. But I think there was maybe about fifteen to twenty of us in there. Mm-hmm. It could have been. Aye. But when we went to see Bill and Ted, it was like was, four people. Aye, there was like, <laughs> like that, four aye. people, and it is sad. It's really sad to see because I, 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 I mean, View must be leaking money right now obviously Cineworld has lost out massively so um, looks like obviously they are going to be closing up shop and no I, I just think it would be sad if we're hit with a situation where we don't get to watch films in the cinema as they, like you say it's the experience something like like Unhinged it wasn't the best film but it's the whole experience just being back in a cinema and yep. enjoying it that way so and Aye. obviously it takes films like James Bond that can that can kind of turn it around a little bit I definitely but um if everyone's still so uncertain about what's going on in the world, then a lot, like, a lot of people's last thing on their mind is going to the cinema. Except us, us of course. Oh, like, exactly. Uh, like, we, we don't care. <laughs> I absolutely love going to the cinema. Aye. I will kind of go no matter what. Even if I have to wear a mask, I'll go. So some screens seem to make you wear a mask, but view don't seem to. Uh, view, as long as you're sitting in your seat, you don't have Aye. to. And and they, they are really good for like they come in and clean the 
railings every they so do, often. Yeah. Aye, they've been really good for that. So I, I can't fault them at all. And as soon as they're dead no. clean, you can tell that they're getting cleaned and thoroughly cleaned in between each film aye, coming aye. on. Cineworld, sorry, the Odeon Lux I went to, uh, again, only had to wear your mask. Uh, no, sorry, only didn't have to wear your mask when you were sitting down. Sitting down, aye. So, um, again, pretty comfortable not having to have the mask on the whole movie, but if you're going out to the toilet or that, just put your mask back on. Aye. Again, it didn't come in and do any cleaning throughout the movie, but uh, it was definitely clean and spaced out anyway. Aye, I mean, from what I've seen, they've been following everything, all the kind of rules and new protocols really well, so... I think it is a kind of safe environment to be in, or as safe as it can be. So, yep. I I don't have a problem at all. So, yeah, this is obviously the guy. The guideline is still just don't go out if you don't need to. So, for a lot of people, the cinema is just a kind of luxury trip, or aye. So, and it can be the kind of a very easily not done. And like you say, it's a fiver. So, at that kind of price, the fact people still aren't going out, it's kind of obvious that that's it. I think <laughs> I, I mean, View jumped on that early and lowering their prices because the four ninety nine type thing. It's been four ninety nine for a while now. Aye, and I, think a, I think on a Tuesday at View it's three ninety nine. I, I think they do like a, a two for one offer type thing. Yeah. Aye. So well, that's it. I mean, Meerkat movies as well. Aye. These sorts of things, you genuinely, it doesn't it doesn't cost a lot to go to cinema anymore. But Cineworld hadn't got on that yet. No. Because uh. I was talking earlier, checked online and it was like £12 for a ticket. Aye, that is kind of off-putting, aye. And that's obviously just now throughout what's going on. And I get they're desperate to obviously make some money back, but the kind of far stage to get people back in the door is to drop the prices a little bit. Aye, that's the thing. Like, if I was going to something like, say like GFT or something, I'd much prefer giving them more money for a ticket because I'd rather see a kind of local cinema. Yeah. Kind of make money and stay open and stuff, but for something like the view when we're going once a week and it's four ninety nine, you can't really no, argue can't. with that. Like, do you know what I mean? So, but I'd go to the GFT for special screenings, and if I happen to be in town and there's someone at that time and stuff like that, so I'd always want to support the local cinema. But you really can't argue with four ninety nine for the amount we kind of go to the cinema. So yeah, and there would just be a real. It'll be interesting to keep an eye out and see if they kind of go through with uh, James Bond as a cinema release or home release but I, th- I, I, I really hope it ends up in the cinema but I just wouldn't be surprised if it, it doesn't I think it will, once it comes out if they stick to this April 2021, it will get dumped on EOD like fairly soon. Oh, aye, super super quick Aye, I would imagine, I could be wrong but I feel like they're just wait try anything just to make the money back so I think as well the uh, the streaming services are uh, they they can obviously lend a wee hand to kind of kind of budget wise offering and like buying it quickly getting on the streaming Aye. platforms I've seen that um I was quite surprised but Parasite Amazon Aye. bought uh the rights to show Parasite so that's, really. that's coming to Amazon Prime I think it's either this month or next month that's really quick for such a big film I considering it made like so much money and obviously won the Oscar and stuff yeah. and I usually usually you are waiting like <laughs> two years to get a kind of film like that on but how many prime I definitely no nah, this is um a really quick turnaround for it so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that happen more more often because I... subscriptions for Netflix and all that might must be going through the roof obviously in the current situation I, I can only assume it would be I definitely because I mean I think they've someone told me this I don't know I've not read anything to back it up but I think they've been Netflix have been limiting the bandwidth recently because like yeah and they, they didn't put it back up aye they said to everyone they were going to drop it down because everyone was working from home and aye, obviously aye. everyone's at home and then they said they were going to put it back up but it goes back to normal but they actually haven't put it back up yet aye because um, I have noticed it's been a bit laggy at times and stuff yep. but 
I thought it was maybe just my internet, but it seems to be. No, it does. It seems to take a while. It's like if I'm watching something and I've got it on the kind of HD setting, it seems to take a while to actually go HD. I know it sounds Aye, weird. No, but it's like, like blocky for a while. And yeah, then, yeah it, it takes a bit longer than you'd like it to. I mean, it's the exact same, so I'm glad I'm not the only one having that, that problem. <laughs> Moving on, we've got a kind of weird announcement from Spider Man 3. Well, Tom Holland's Spider Man 3. That's not the title, but it'd be, it'd be quite cool <laughs> if it was, actually. But um, Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro, and this is actually confirmed, even though he announced it in a, like, a tweet on his Instagram and then deleted it. But it's actually been confirmed, so it's a very bizarre choice to me to bring him back. I thought it was a bizarre choice from the very beginning. Aye. I, I thought casting um, Jamie Foxx as Electro from the very start was a, just a strange kind of pick, and I wasn't blown away by his performance. I mean, it, that was Amazing Spider-Man 2, wasn't it? That's right, aye. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man films, they are just okay. They aren't really memorable in any sort of way. No. And I do, I think it's weird that they're going to have that crossover. It's strange because, to me, it's not a good performance in that film. It's kind of, I think it is what they were looking for as well. The people have compared it to, like, Jim Carrey's Riddler, like that really over-the-top kind of goofy performance. Yeah, like, and like, like animated performance, essentially. And it just seems weird that out of all the people they could bring back to recast him, even if they want Electro to recast him, considering people don't seem to have a lot of love for that portrayal of the character. No. But focusing, it's maybe like a kind of J. Jonah Jameson type thing, where obviously J.K. Simmons reprised that at the end of uh, Far From Home. Was yeah, it? but I, that's, like, cause that's like fan service. Cause they that was like That is such a good casting, and he's such a great character. But they're saying that's more like he's not actually playing the J. Jonah Jameson from that other universe. It's more he's just playing the same role, but it's a different character sort of thing. So okay. He's, so he's playing the same character, but it's not the same person. Do you know what I mean? I think I follow you. I think so. <laughs> so he's basically just been recast to play the role in this film, but it'd be like Heath Ledger playing the Joker in a completely different oh, Batman yeah. film. Do you so know what I mean? So, so watch the Jamie Foxx isn't going to be in this as the a villain, at, or like, do you think he's going to be like just? It's just not going to be connected to that universe at all. Like, oh right, okay. So, in the eyes of this film, that film never happened, but he's just tamped to be cast as the same character again. Yeah. I get, I, which yeah. is weird to me if you're kind of what to distance yourself with that, or yeah, I, I think so. I think it's it makes it even more confusing as to <laughs> how many different Spider-Man kind of storylines we've got going on. Well, a better, better analogy would be like casting um, what's his name, Jared Leto as the Joker in the new Batman film. Yeah, like it would make no sense. Ah, you'd, be, you'd be kind of sitting there going like, wait a minute, why is he in? This? Aye, it's a different universe, but it's the same actor playing that character, yeah. and it could be like a completely different interpretation of that character, but it's the same actor. So aye, it's just really weird to me I don't know I I know I, I'd like to kind of know to what extent he is going to be in it because like I said I wasn't a massively kind of big fan of his performance in the second Amazing Spider-Man and I didn't think he was the right casting choice for that character in general no I think for, for what they wanted for that film it was a kind of weird choice but he said stuff like oh he's not going to be blue this time and things like that so I didn't actually have that big an issue with that part of it. I thought it. he looked quite cool. Like his yeah, actual I look didn't was actually, good. But... Yeah, I didn't mind that. It looks like with the uh, basically it looks like a giant Tesla coil with a kind yeah, of. Exactly. I, I just had an issue with it, that character's origin stories played by Jamie Fox. Aye. Just I, I don't think it was very strong at all. Not very believable anyway. No, but um, it's slated for December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. So I'd imagine they'll be filming it pretty soon. Yeah. So um, I he announced it, and I think I don't think Marvel have actually commented on it yet, but it's pretty much been confirmed. So interesting. We have to see how that goes. But like I say, I think if they give him better material and a better character to work with, he'll be a good casting choice. But it's just strange you want to cast the same actor again. 
yeah, I, I, it would have been good to see someone new getting a chance at it. Aye. Um, moving on, we've got a, another Clint Eastwood film. He's actually going to direct and star in. It's a 70s rodeo drama, and it's called Cry Macho. Bearing in mind, Clint Eastwood's 90 years old at this yeah. point, and that, it just baffles me that he's so old and he's still directing. And I'm like, I, I like Clint Eastwood movies. No, I, I like him. I, some of them are hit and miss for me, but like he's 90 and I... I can hardly get up before half twelve. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> I, I wish I knew his secret. Do you know what I mean? So for no, the, for I, the I think I actually do like him as a director. He did um, was it American Sniper? Aye, aye. I actually thought that was solid. I thought that was actually thought mostly a good film. mostly it was good. Um, like I said, like Sully for me, that was kind of like a TV movie. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh, that, I don't understand why that was so popular when it came out. No. I don't. It's on BBC iPlayer just now, and for me, I don't really. I don't think it's that good. It, it's not really it, like I say it comes across as quite a it looks quite a cheap film even though it's not yep. and obviously you've got big stars like um, you've got Tom Hanks obviously and Aaron Eckhart for, Tom Hanks that moustache just doesn't look right it looks weird I know um, like I say it's not bad film but it's just no good I watched it and I was very underwhelmed by it it's one of them ones they take a real life event and obviously usually they take a not a more interesting one because that's harsh but I just felt like I wasn't caring that much like they were trying their best to make everything after it as interesting super as dram- possible it's dramatic and there's so much going on but now you've seen films do this before like the, that Mark Wahlberg film about the Boston Marathon bombing and that was a bit tasteless to me that film it came out very soon after that actual event yeah but it's a that is a lot more dramatic and a lot more aye, aye. I can see how a film could be made there I, made around that, and I can see how a film could be made like Deepwater Horizon another Mark Wahlberg film jeez he seems to be aye, in all these disaster films and they're all Peter Berg I'm sure yeah so I actually like Deepwater Horizon I think it's I really do very well. good aye. but um I so this is just a lot more interesting whereas <laughs> Sully I'm just like well we know from the news obviously nothing really happened like aye. landed a plane on the Hudson cool like I mean interviews and stuff I've seen apparently all the see all the kind of courtroom drama and stuff yeah after it and all the investigations apparently it wasn't that intense I can fully believe that like apparently it wasn't being accused of half like, the stuff he was getting like, in the he, film he kind of get accused of being too kind of rash and taking this, these really drastic steps to save the plane so like oh you could have landed in this airport it was much closer and stuff and yeah he was like no I could feel by the way the plane was kind of going down or whatever and I'm sure you have you must have really good instincts to be a pilot and you can tell what's going wrong but they just said it wasn't as bad because nobody was kind of accusing them of doing anything wrong I don't know if that was all made no, up no I, I think I, I would think so because obviously because it made like national news and that it would have been seen as a bit of a hero so they, they, they couldn't have just thrown the book at him because everyone was paying attention to what it was going on I think it happened a wee bit but it's not as like it wasn't as intense as oh you're going to go to jail because you didn't do this right and all these simulation tests were like oh no no you would have made it fine and stuff and so I, I think that was all kind of stretched out, but because obviously after that the film Flight came out and that uh, was really good. With Denzel, Denzel Washington, Washington, yeah, I like that film. I like that a lot, and obviously that that was kind of just everyone was kind of caring about airplane movies at this point, so <laughs> they uh, they they released that, which was really good. Aye. But um, no, I, I do I like I like Clint Eastwood. I like him as an actor and as a director. I think he's he's a good director. Most he's I think I like his early work a bit more. Um, I think we spoke about Gran Torino recently, actually. Oh, yeah, we did. I like Gran Torino. You never quite know how you feel on it. I like it's a weird one. Sometimes I watch it. No, I watch, rewatch it all the time. But like, I rewatch it and think, ah, it's good. And then other times I'm like, ah, is the racism just a bit too? I said racism really weird there. Like, Aye. Is, the, <laughs> is the racism just a bit kind of forced in there just to be no funny, but like for the sake of it? And then other times I'm like, no, he's obviously making a point and stuff. So yeah. 
I I I I like it as the story in general. Aye, aye. I think um could probably pick it apart a bit more, but I I know that I do like it, so I've got a bit of time for it. Aye. I think he's got a bit of a weird career, but he's always kind of played the same kind of stale actor, aye. and but stale in a good way. Like mm-hmm. he's always been that way. I know I'd, I'd agree with you. So kind of, I can't even think an actor that's similar actually. Just plays the same. John Wayne at the time. Aye. But obviously not anymore. But horrific racist John aye. Wayne. Aye. <laughs> horrific racist John Wayne. But aye. again, kind of played the same character in most of his films. Aye. I'm think I've definitely got an actor in mind who plays the same part that people love, and I just can't even think his name. But um, it's that kind of way that you don't feel like he's just doing the same thing though. He's, yeah. He does have a lot of range it's like it's on his face he's that type of actor usually plays quite a, not always but quite a quiet part he doesn't say too much and no so I, I do think he's a really good actor and i don't know if it's i don't mean because he's getting older but maybe he's just getting more like complacent with his directing style and stuff and because was that jersey boys film that wasn't great and no that's on netflix now it's um ah, it's not too good so i like him in um one of my favorite roles of his is actually in the, in the musical painting your wagon Hi, hi. When he plays, is it partner? I think so. Ah, because never obviously it gets called part of the whole movie, but um, that's when he's super young. Aye, I mean, <laughs> and then obviously all the cowboy shit he's been in as well. It's like the nineteen thirties, and he's like forty-five in it. Yeah, <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> No, but um, I really like him, I, and it's nice to see that he's still still working. Um, I don't know a director that's as old that's like George Miller. He's not anywhere near ninety, but he's and he's kind of late seventies, and he made Mad Max like not too long ago so yeah it's nice to see that kind of older directors come up and just kick the arse so these wee I say young but they're like in their 40s you know what I mean aye but no I hope he just kind of keeps going but like 90 years old to be starring and directing it's it's impressive it's crazy but it's it's really good but it's like because I think he still like smokes and everything as well <laughs> I think so he's not exactly like he's not the image of health that's for sure no definitely not so. I always liked as well that he, he wasn't he always played the tough guy role but he wasn't like looking like a tough guy in terms of like ah, yeah. put pressure on to like get in super good shape or anything like that he just played like he just was himself aye, aye which makes ne- me think that he must be like that in real life which is pretty cool aye because he's never really been super buff or no. really skinny or he's always just kind of had the same kind of build so aye it's hard to know what his last film will be because he seems to be living forever so yeah. he must have some secret but I'll be kind of looking forward to it because was it The Mule did he direct that as well I know he stars in it but yeah he was dra- he was the director as well that is on a streaming platform as well right now oh. but I can't remember which one but I, he's, oh, he's looked old for ages but <laughs> I do you know what I mean so no it's, it's nice to see that he's, he's still doing stuff so hopefully it's good hopefully it's not one of these kind of lesser films so um, just another wee mention I saw a thing saying Bill and Ted's made 32 million on video on demand so uh, you said it you, I mean you called that Ollie you said that you reckon it would it would have done really good on video on demand even if it didn't have a cinema release aye aye so I'm kind of glad it's well it was a 30 million dollar budget so and they always say double the double that for marketing so like 60 million yeah so it's made half back on just on, on video watching demand. it at home aye so far anyway so I'd imagine people will continue to, to rent it and stuff so I'm I'm kind of glad it's not an actual flop. So no, absolutely. I like I said we both liked the film, and uh, it's, it's nice to know that potentially if it's successful, then there'll be another one. Aye, I think they've both spoke about the kind of fourth one. It's not set in stone, but if people want, it, it's a possibility. So yeah, and there could be a spin-off. So I don't know what, but I'm assuming it's the daughters. Which yeah, which I, would, I think should be the actual main focus now. I would quite like that. I, I like Data as the the kind of daughter. So 
I'd like to see a wee spin-off film or a spin-off series. Yep. Netflix could pick it up, who knows. So our kind of review of the week is, well, a full review of Anola Holmes. We kind of mentioned it last week briefly, but yeah. we should kind of go in and give it the de- bit more of a deserve. deep dive, yeah, because you'd only seen half of it last week. And well, I say half, it was like 32 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I'd seen it all, but um, I, I kind of wanted to wait to hear your kind of input for it. So obviously, so it's on Netflix. It's Netflix original. Um, obviously, if you have Netflix, you can go and watch it right now. It was much better than I, I expected. There's some things I don't like about it, like I kind of said the fourth wall stuff. I didn't like that at all. Nah, I, didn't have, just, I didn't like it in the slightest. I didn't think it worked. The first time they did it, I didn't think it worked at any point when they did it in the film. We've both spoke about it. Like um, We will spoil the film, I suppose, because we need to kind of talk about it um, kind of more in depth to kind of give your yeah. opinions. But there was even a point at the end when Sherlock was kind of turning around. I'm like, see if he does this fourth <laughs> wall thing. I don't know if you felt the same that he was yeah, going to yeah. do it, but... I just maybe it's just me because for personally I just don't like it as a kind of trope to like look at the screen. No, you know what? Did, what did you make of Henry Cavill as Sherlock in general? He's obviously not in it very much, but no, I, I kind of I, I thought he was he was a nothing. I I think the character's just pretty bland, but I think if given the right material, he could be a good Sherlock Holmes in that sort of movie setting. Yes, aye, aye, not in the sort of movie setting. As like the Sherlock Holmes movies we know with Robert Downey Jr. I actually have spoke about that. He's kind of he's got a very specific look at them in it, so yeah, it's it's hard to take not take him seriously, but imagine him in that role at that time. Yep, being so kind of I don't know well defined is that a bit too weird to say, but like it's well okay. well built, you know. <laughs> like, um, I mean he's a good looking guy, you know. I it, it does kind of meander and it is a bit of a drag to get through. Like it is, I, I found it really boring. I did. Like, two, is it two hours thirteen minutes or something? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's well, it's over the two hour mark anyway, and it really feels it. Honestly, there are some points of the film where um, I felt things were building, and then it would just like take its foot off and the just gas. Drop off, yeah, because obviously I watched it in two parts, so even then I was still like, oh, it's a bit of a drag. Like I, I was know, like, right? hitting the button to see how long was left and stuff. And I, I did that, and I, and I never do. I that. never do that either. Um, but like I said, it's not a terrible film. It's just a bit. It's that big kind of middle chunk. It's very hard to get through. Yep. Some hokey CGI and stuff, and not the worst. I think we spoke about the train going past, and it's like dead jittery and stuff. And yeah. That's kind of just some kind of weird choices like that. But there was a there's a very violent death at the end for a twelve. I know, right? I was kind of like, is this why it's a 12? Because it's a bit... Yeah. And, and you know, like the guy, I forget his name, the kind of henchman type. Well, he's an assassin, basically. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Ah, he's, he is just an assassin that's been hired to find... Um, What's his name? What's the young guy's name in it? Oh, the... Earl of something. Earl of... Is it, it's not Brad's, but it's... Oh, it's in my mind, I can't think. I can, like, see the text of the, yeah. the thing. Because they do this kind of Monty Python-esque 2D... Um, animation thing, yeah. Maybe cardboard cutouts. I'm, I'm never a fan of that style, but no. um, you can overuse that a wee bit. The whole the, the whole thing borrows styles and techniques from other films, and it doesn't do it anywhere near as well as and it's, its source very, material. Aye, and it's very like apart from what we've seen Monty Python, but it's all very recent films. I'd say it borrows from. Yeah, it's as if somebody's just spent. Oh, these are the kind of films I've watched recently, and I'll do this and uh, this kind of style. But it was just very safe. Aye, that was aye. my main issue with it. I think it, it just I don't know, I feel like I'm actually like just like tearing it to bits just now but there is a, when you pay attention to it there's so much going on that you just think well, that could have been done better that could have been done better and the only part the only thing I kind of I did like I liked um Millie Bobby Brown's performance ah she kind of carries the whole thing she really does she definitely does but the 
the kind of unneeded, the unnecessary kind of plot twist. Well, I was going to say that. Twist at the end. It's not really a twist because you, you never, fake reveal essentially. Because you're never really introduced to any of these people. You're like, no, right, you're introduced that the, the grandmother maybe very briefly, maybe twice in the film before this mo- moment. You see a flashback to when he's he's younger, and then you see an, like Anola Holmes meet her, mm-hmm. and even then she doesn't give like. I know the Holmes acts like shocked that she's kind of turned around and was the one that was wanting him to be killed anyway. But Aye, but you're like, cause they kind of assume it's the uncle, but yeah, you don't really care because you meet her for like two minutes. Like, and you, you only meet the uncle for like two minutes. He's like shouting on the train, that, aye, aye. and then you see him again in a random flashback in the kind of house. It's it's just really rushed and aye. But aye. that to be the kind of because it does kind of connect the two characters, and there's like. There obviously is a hint of kind of love interest between them, but they kind of play that off a wee bit because she's like just no interest. Strong, independent woman. <laughs> she's just not interested at all. Um, well, not at all. That's not fair because she, you can tell she does kind of fancy him a wee bit. Yeah, you can tell she keeps kind of having thoughts where she's like, "Well, oh, I could actually be quite happy with him," but then she's like, "No, I am, I am, don't need a man." Aye. So like, it, it's it's hard to care when he gets. I don't mean you don't care when he gets shot, but you don't care with that for that reveal at all. No, plus I, you seen that whole kind of that whole sequence was so predictable. Aye, I you knew somebody was coming at to. You kind of knew it was hard as well because they'd set up it was the uncle. Yeah, and you knew it was, and you knew he wasn't dead. Obviously, when he got shot and stuff, but so quite, it, quite a funny kind of thing I noticed was obviously in this film they put a lot of weight on Enola Holmes being able to care for herself and look after herself and doesn't need a man and all that sort of stuff and I I, I like that I do it's quite aye. obviously it is empowering but I definitely in the kind of any combat scenes <laughs> she gets absolutely kicked about the place aye <laughs> like the kind of the fight at the dockyards um if it if it wasn't for the kind of gunpowder being there and aye. essentially distracting the guy I take it away. she she would have been like beaten to death well she already get stabbed <laughs> in the gut she happened, she happened to have a the course that was kind of like stab proof apparently yeah. so aye, aye, somehow aye. I don't even I, that fight scene in the, in the kind of alleyway there is actually quite brutal she gets kicked about like, she gets I battered I know and at the end when she gets like uh, uh, was it um hit in the face with the kind of the butt, butt of the, of the rifle gun. aye <laughs> absolutely brutal honestly aye, that's proper like brain damage material but it's funny because that's such a different tone to the overall film it's very dark it is like... it is really dark and it's really abrupt mm-hmm. and the rest of the film's quite choppy and colourful and why oh, very much so it's so it's really strange it's they, they honestly didn't know what they were going for aye, here it's a very they're in a really dark darkly lit like kind of hallway and stuff and it's very kind of aye it's just very dark the it way didn't th- match in with anything no. And the bitch is getting drowned is quite brutal, but that's the thing. Like, I kind of like that bit because I'm like, I'm always like that in films. Why did they not just pretend they've, Aye, they've drowned? And exactly. she actually does that, which which is. But then again, fourth wall break with a head under the water. And she like winks at the camera. It's that kind of spoils it, but. It does. I mean, I'd, I've always thought that. Why not just pretend that you've drowned? So if anybody wants to drown me, just hold me under for a good while. Oh, that's exactly, exactly when, David, when David do. stops breathing, <laughs> give it another 20 seconds I just, just wait to be wee, safe. Just a wee, wee bit longer, I. I, I thought it was just strange in terms of like even like the kind of sets and that the bits in London, you've got basically a kind of a very kind of black and grey dirty background, but then everyone's dressed up quite colourful. It just didn't seem to look right to me. That's a problem I have with. I don't mean just modern films in general, but films with the kind of costume department. Recently, I've noticed the costumes always look far too. They just look too much like a costume. They don't look like they've been used or worn. They're just very fresh looking. Yep. Films like see like. Indiana Jones 4 Aye, yeah. everything just looks so clean and it's just weird um, but like if you look at an old 80s film like 
See, like, Manic. Gladiator. Aye, well, that's nine, well, 2000, but, like, he's like, um, I was thinking, see, like, Martin McFly's shoes and Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, either they look worn in. Either that's, they're manky, like, stuff like that, just wee touches that make it look more, not realistic. Lived in. I lived in, I just feel like some films are kind of losing that, so, uh, maybe that's the problem, like, they just look It could be, I think as well, because it could be, like, the speed of how quickly these things get kind of pushed through, because this film does feel like it was almost one take and we're done. Aye. No, I get you, aye. Aye, no improvise. Oh, can I speak? <laughs> improvise. I'm not even going to attempt that. Improvisation? Aye. I don't there know if go. a lot of that's like Millie Bobby Brown kind of ad libbing a wee bit, or because she's that kind of natural, she just kind of yeah. comes out with stuff which I like, but I do get, get what you mean by the kind of one take and done sort of thing, so. Which I'm sure it wasn't, but it does come across like that, so. Yeah. I said, Matt, I, I said last week that I was quite happy with the score I gave it of between like 4.5 to 5 and I'm, st- I'm still at that I mean it's still I'd still say check it out because again Sherlock's a good character and Ola Holmes in this carries it really well Millie Brown's worth a watch but it isn't without its flaws and it definitely isn't a kind of runaway success for Netflix in my opinion no definitely not but I'd say give it a watch and the kind of things that annoy us maybe won't annoy everyone so they might like it a bit better, but I, I gave it a five point five. I'm still the ba- the base storyline is like basically if you're kind of confused as to who Enola Holmes actually is, she's the younger sister of Sherlock and Mycroft. Aye. They are like a lot older, established in their careers. Sherlock's known throughout as an investigator, a detective, whatever you want to call it. And um, who plays the mum again? She's always in the Tim Burton films. Um, I know Helena Bonham Carter. Aye. Helena Bonham Carter plays um. I can't remember the first name, but I know Holmes is mum and Shark, and that's mum. So, um, essentially, she's raising Anola herself. Anola Holmes only fourteen. Is that right? I think she's only fourteen in the film, and um, Helena Bonham Carter's character just disappears, but leaves her a few clues. Weirdly, I like uh, word ciphers and stuff. Word ciphers and hidden kind of letters in plant pots and stuff, and then Mycroft and Charlotte come back, obviously because. She's 14, she can't look after herself. Mycroft is going to send her away to a private school. Uh, Sherlock is doesn't really care, to be honest. I think the film kind of likes to hint that he's got more going on than he does, but really you can tell that he doesn't want anything to do with anyone that's Aye. in the family, essentially. Well, that's what they're getting sued for, because I think we mentioned it's getting Netflix are being yep. sued by the estate, because um, the, the character is public domain if he is that kind of weird, like, detached person for Disney, what he be interested with people and all this kind of thing and yeah. but if he shows any kind of humanity towards people or kind of interest like that, that's the character that, that can be, like, you have to get permission to use and stuff. That makes sense. So, because they hinted at the fact he kind of cares for Anola, the estate's like, oh, let's get them sued, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> there's actually some grounds for it, so. Alright, uh, so, Anola essentially decides, I'm just going to run away. So, she tries to run away to London. On the train, she can see, um, there's a bit of like a kind of scuffle on the platform and they're looking for Aye. somebody she gets on weirdly he's hidden in a bag that's like somehow a... on the top shelf I don't know if he like put the bag up then climbed up then get in the bag think so it must then be how was he locked in the bag I mean he practiced <laughs> it in his wee treehouse thing uh, so. I, yeah, they, they do try and cover that ground by saying that he practiced it in his treehouse but meets this all of 
we can't remember the name of the place. Is it Earl of Dukesbury? Dukes, yeah, that's it. Because uh, I had that, and I'm like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> but, aye, Dukesbury, is that right? So, uh, and they, they head off to London. Obviously, there's this kind of subplot with him, whereas turns out he's going to be a future lord, aye. and there's a vote coming up to give everyone the right to vote. Aye. Not everyone, just men. <laughs> just men. Uh, and... Yeah, she decides, essentially, instead of just looking for her mum, she feels that she needs to kind of look out for this guy and decides to focus more on that than finding her mum. Aye, that's the kind of battle she has to kind of... But it's all, it's all seems to be set over the course of about three days. Aye. Maybe. At that. Maybe at that. Maybe two or three days. But it's really hard to tell because she does so much within yeah. the time period. It's but really... then at the end, when she meets back up with her mum, she's like... I don't need you anymore. I'm Aye. strong, independent, and I'm like, wait a minute! I'm like, <laughs> you spent the whole film kind of looking for her, so. Aye, exactly. I thought that was a really strange decision, kind of direction to go with that. I don't know if it's just because she's finally seen her in person. She wants her to know she's angry at her, or sort yeah. of thing. But aye, it's weird that she's looked for her so long, and she's like, oh, why are you in my room, sort of thing. So. Helena Bonham Carter was okay in the film. She doesn't really, again. You don't really see her um, do anything, so it's she's, just okay. I think she's a she's an amazing actress, but sometimes. She, I feel like she's overacting a wee bit. I I feel that quite a lot. Aye, it's it's weird to me. I just thought I'm being like a bit of a dick, but because everybody she's loves in that her, but... um terrible Ocean's Twelve. Oh, is she? I've not seen it. They gave her an Irish accent to do, and it was so bad. Oh, is it bad? Aye. It is really really <laughs> bad. And again, that that was very overacted as well. Aye, she's just very. She comes across as very theater actor turned film actor sort yep. of thing, which I don't mean in a bad like negative way at all, but. Sometimes I just feel like she's a wee bit too. I think chewing the scenery is the the term they like to use. So all right, because um, a lot of times she's in Tim Burton stuff, and that that's uh, what everyone's kind of right. like. You're kind of told to go over the top a little bit. Aye, that is true. So when she gets cast in like a normal film, <laughs> this doesn't quite know what to do with this. <laughs> but aye, it's it's definitely not terrible. It's not it's not great, but I think it's done pretty well on Netflix. So uh, yeah, I think it's still in the top ten list of films, but. It's just the uh the 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 runtime because it it does feel really long. It should be like ninety minutes. Yeah, definitely. They squander some of the the potential of it, and like you can say what you want about Guy Ritchie. Like I'm definitely not his biggest fan, but everybody copies him. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, loads of people copy him. There's loads of stuff from uh, his Sherlock films and this, like the when Sherlock's thinking back, you see his kind of mind going through the steps he took. Yep. It's the exact same editing and the kind of flashing of the camera and stuff yep. and. So I, everybody copies him, and the overall look of the kind of like London in general and the technology and stuff is, aye, people just copy Guy Ritchie, even though they kind of bash Ritchie's, him. So. Uh, I, I, I don't think his particularly bad films. In fact, the second one I think is really good. I, I have a lot of time for these Sherlock films. I think that's probably his best films, actually. Yeah. Um, the second one in particular, I like a bit more. It was funny because at, at the time, I wasn't so sure on Robert Downey Jr. being cast as... Sherlock Holmes, but I, he did really good in it. Aye, aye, it's really fun to watch. The first one for that for me, there's there is far too much. We talk about CGI too much, I think, but there's a lot of kind of hokey CGI. In yeah, that. there is. Especially the bit that always stood it to me at the end when he goes up into the tower and he like looks across to the other side. Aye, that it's, whole London, the whole Tower Bridge scene. It's like looks a, bad. Aye, it's, even for the time, it's like a. It reminded me like a DVD menu sequence type thing, do you know what I mean? The CGI, it looks that, it looks <laughs> yeah, that weird. But yeah, I, we, we get a little bit plain and it kind of stops and the menu comes down. Aye, aye, it's, it's so strange aye. that, I mean, you could argue how do you replicate that, but I, I just think it was overused, so. But no, overall, the two films are good, and there's a third one coming out, so. Yep. 
it's funny because we've had such an influx of Sherlock Holmes over the recent like recent years. We've had obviously the Guy Ritchie movies. We've had the BBC program Sherlock, and now we've got this. Seems to. Kinda... I mean, they might have seen this like have a wee trilogy or whatever. I think. Well, the, the, Millie Bobby Brown has came out and said that she thoroughly enjoyed this project and would love to do more. So aye, I mean, if that would just, be interesting. There is wee things if they just improved them. You could make a really solid film. Yeah, they, they can literally just dump off Sherlock and Mycroft. They can literally just now yeah. focus just on Enola Holmes and make essentially a Sherlock movie about Enola Holmes. Because it did feel like we have to put Sherlock in this because she's related to him. Yeah, and like, to give people a background or a reference as to who I, and what's going on. I, but some people maybe wouldn't. Like, I, I hadn't even. I don't think I'd heard of the Enola Holmes type thing. It's based on like a book series, so. Yep. But I just assumed they'd made it up anyway, and I, I could have went with it, but... I, 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 don't, I don't know, I did see some absolute melts online being like, oh, now Sherlock Holmes getting cast as a woman, this is going too far. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, uh, it's like, people, they must have watched it now and been like, ah, shit, like, <laughs> well, I was wrong on that one, boys. I'll delete that post. I'll, I'll delete wait, that it's post. too late, it's been shared. Uh, I've seen that online, people being like, thinking, oh, they're like, oh, Sherlock Holmes is now a woman, this is going too far, and it's like, well, I actually watch the film and you'll see. Speaking of the Sherlock, the BBC show, I get so tired of that so fast. Oh uh, well, everyone, everyone kind of jokes. Is it the third, the fourth season that's absolutely terrible? Aye, I, I liked it. when it first started. I kind of, I was like a big fan of the Robert Downey Jr. films. I'm like, they're, yeah. they're copying the music and everything. So <laughs> I'm like, I, I kind of learned to love it. That sounds weird. I did start to really like it, but I think season three is she got kind of annoying to me. I find Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock quite tiring. Ah, it's just he's just really. I just, annoying. I just don't ever really care about him or no. really want him to succeed or too well. I know it sounds daft, but his character. No, I get you. Just, I get. I get. Shock is kind of like that, but. I but you can still make him likable. Yeah. Because like, he, he just acts like a complete smart arse in that series, which I get he is, but they balance that in the Robert Downey Jr. films a bit better. Much better. Because you still, he's, to me, he's still likable, but he is still a bit of a dick. Do you know what I mean? So. Though the casting of. Uh, Watson in Sherlock the TV series. Aye. I like Jude Law, but I think the but, TV series did it better. Oh, you think so? Yeah. See, I'm kind of. I was about to say Martin Campbell. That's not his name. That's <laughs> Is it Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Aye. I, I, I just don't really like him as an actor that much. He's. Oh really? I, I think he's fine. Um, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just. I don't know what it is. He just—I don't know if I've seen him in real life. Because of the Hobbit movies, it could be, but he's—he's but he's not bad in them. That's the no, thing. he's not at all. In fact, some of the some of the funniest uh, in the first Hobbit movie when he goes down and meets uh, uh, Smeagol or Gollum. At that, which point? What which point? What character is he at that point? He'd be Gollum at that Gollum point. At that point. See when he meets. Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Aye, that's a really good scene. In fact, that's probably the best thing out of that whole trilogy. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really good, and I. But no, I don't know if I've seen him in real life, and he. He acts like a bit of an arse in interviews oh, and really? stuff. Oh, really? I mean, no, he doesn't act like a dick, he's just a bit, it's hard to explain. He just acts a bit kind of, not entitled, but do you know what I mean? You can like someone without having any reasons for it, David, don't worry. <laughs> I will. I, I do it plenty. That's, that's, I just feel bad, like, not that you'll be listening, but I just feel, I have this unjustified dislike, dis, <laughs> dislike towards him, but nothing personal, mate. Nothing <laughs> personal, mate. But yeah, I think, um, again, I, I, I would have time for another one Enola Holmes film and if they didn't do better then I probably would say just bin it. Aye, I'd probably be on board with that aye, because like it, we've already said, there's her being cast as that character is really it's the strongest point of the film for me so yep. we just bring in a different director. 
switch up a bit. I don't know. I am. It's I'm currently st- sitting at um six point seven on IMDb. I know, think Nola it, Holmes. It's getting good reviews, but I'm still at a five point five. I'm not. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm I'm four and a half to five, and I but I would say give it a watch just to see if it's your cup of tea. But um no, I just wanted a bit bit more from it after seeing. Well, after starting watching it, because it starts quite promising. Ah, it does. It's got a good opening and stuff, aye, so... So, changing the subject a little bit, I finally got around to watching Cobra Kai. Oh, I just finished it this week, actually. I know that you've been uh, you've been loving it, and I've been saying in the last like, two podcasts that I'm going to get around to start watching it, so... I watched it, I binged season one, and I'm halfway through season two, so... Aye, I'm, I'm almost caught fully up, but... Aye. Uh, I've seen enough to talk about it anyway. I'm going to try and like sidestep certain things you might have um, not seen. So kind of, I'm definitely halfway through season two. Definitely. So you at least episode five or a wee bit further. Uh, I'd have to check the description of what happens to remind myself. But Aye. I just don't want to spoil anything for you, but because there's com- some uh, some big stuff happens. But all right, well. We'll avoid season two too heavily. We'll talk about season one. Yeah, we can just go in now. quite in depth in season one. I'd say like I was going to say right off the bat, but that's a very American thing. That's it's very overused. I think. What's that? Right off the bat. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I've been trying to avoid saying stupid things. So, but I'd say right away, um, like Johnny, I think he's very likable from like, yeah. the very beginning. Uh, yeah, he's got that kind of like um. He's obviously a bit of slob, who like, You kind of want you want to see him do well. Aye, like because he's not. You don't feel like he's a bad guy. He's not like a bad person. He's just maybe no. his mind's been in the wrong he's place. He's outdated or... and he's... Ah, exactly. Uh, he's like a, a bit of a dick, but he's definitely likeable. Aye, he's that kind of... He's been a bit of a bully in the past and now he's just a loser sort of thing. Yeah. You do you do kind of feel for him because he... Like like we say, he's not a bad person. He just makes a kind of bad decisions at some points. Yeah. But, and he's obviously I, got... I, what I like about season one as well is it goes a bit back into his... Um, obviously, when he was in school and that, and I do like the fact that they try and he tells the story from his point of view of how everything went down. It's actually quite funny because you, you could actually see it how it would play out in his head. Is that I like he was kind of wronged by and stuff. Yeah, and I, I he's like he he went for my girl and like all this kind of stuff. But I it's kind of funny. Um, because they they kind of switch it where Larusso's kind of he, he comes across a bit a dick half the time to me. Not just half the time, like ninety percent of the time, I'm like. You're a bit of a dick. Ah, he's like, it's as if he's trying to be the, the good guy all the time. Ah, it's as if he's, it's as if he's like, he wants to be seen as a good guy. Ah, almost like, as if like, he's always morally correct. Like, and he knows it, sort of thing. That's yeah. what comes across to be a bit annoying. Yeah, I he knows he's the good guy, and as you kind of stop rooting from being the good guy at that point. I cause Johnny essentially. I, I keep going to say Johnny and uh, Danny, but they never call him Danny. It's always Daniel. Aye. So um. But Johnny he essentially starts Cobra Kai back up to kind of get back at him, sort of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, and I think it's that, and obviously seeing the chance of having someone there to teach. Aye. It has kind of different impacts, and he's, well, it kind of puts his life back on track, sort of thing, like, yeah, almost unexpectedly. Sure. Aye, yeah. so there's that kind of positive from it, but I'm just looking at my notes, and I've put LaRusso as a bit insufferable at times. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. And it's funny because uh, what I like about it is it feels really natural. Like it does. The, act, the acting in it feels really natural. I can tell that everyone involved is like about they, it, they, so they, oh, exactly. Right. They, they want to be involved in it, and it's not just trying to like just hoping that it's a kind of big thing for them. Well, that's what worried me because I'm like, all right, these two guys for the eighties have hardly 
done anything. Yep. Like that, the guy who plays Johnny, I f- forget his name. Um, I looked up his filmography and he's been in stuff like, is it Python 2 or like all this kind of weird, oh, like, class. straight to like sci fi ch- channel oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, are they just like dredging these guys up and it's going to be absolutely pathetic? But it's really the opposite. Oh, it's so good, honestly. Like, it's so feel good and it, like, it is cheesy because it is, I, it is really cheesy at times. I think sometimes the thing I, I struggle with is, like, I love a bit of 80s cheesiness. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like. The, the show is pretty self-aware, but sometimes I'm like, do they realise they're being this cheesy? Or uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes you know I mean? nothing as well. It's, it's very predictable. Oh, I definitely. Aye. So so predictable, but not in a bad way. And no. also, though, it was, what I liked it as well was in season one, it had a chance to be very predictable and actually chose not to be, which I liked aye. in the in the the championship competition they had at the end. I, I, was, I liked that because you, you thought, ah, he's going to come back and, and... I beat him. I um, LaRusso's... What's his name? It's his Bobby. son. Bobby. No, Robbie, sorry. Robbie, that's Aye. it. You thought he's going to, even though he's a bit injured, the exact same as the film, but then he ends up getting beat. I thought that was really quite good, actually. Well, that's the thing. The way it's set up, even though Cobra Kai, they, they do kind of become like bullies and they call them like... Somebody refers to them as like alpha assholes or something. Yeah. Or assholes because they're American. But um, I, I kind of wanted Miguel to win because I'm like, <laughs> I Robbie's, like Miguel. I, Miguel's good and like Robbie's just a bit, he's kind of the same, no insufferable, but he like talks at the side of his mouth all the time and you're like, all right, you've got I, a six pack, do you know what I mean? And also, <laughs> also he, the whole reason why he started doing the karate was to be a dick. Exactly. To get back at his dad and that's pretty much it. And I feel like his arc, it kind of it changes for the wee the wee arsehole to the nicest guy ever within like I've said this to you already like maybe one or two episodes yeah it's so it is he like cleans so up his quick, act so yeah. quick I was about to majorly spoil some but that's right now <laughs> look I kind of stopped myself but um that is kind of too fast to me he's like loving with LaRusso and stuff because his mum's an alcoholic and I uh, LaRusso's wife isn't just like this is kind of weird like <laughs> the thing is as well her character in general, I like her. Um, I do, I Amanda, do. she's called. She kind of has the wee reality checks for the thing. She's like, like he's a fifty-year-old guy, and just obsessed with karate and like uh, warring gyms, uh, dojos like when and they, stuff. When they're and... gonna fight out the front of the house, <laughs> and she's kind of comes out and she's like, "Well, I don't want like blood on my driveway, so uh, like, can you behave?" Have you seen the bit that at the restaurant yet? No. Is that the bit with his, with uh, Robbie's mum? No, no, it's the bit with the two tables are next to each other. No. No, I don't think so. Right, no, that's fine. We can go back a wee bit because um, there's stuff I was going to talk about, but aye, it'll maybe spoil a bit too much. Season two, I liked, but they delve a bit too much into the LaRusso story for me. Yeah, for me, the start of season two, I didn't care for uh, what's his name coming back. Oh, um, John Crease. Yeah, I didn't care for Crease coming back at all. See, I, I kind of like where they're going with it, but it is all very predictable. It's very predictable, and I just don't like him as an actual character, or I think he's actually his acting is really, really poor. You think so? Yeah. I, th- I see. I thought he was okay. Um, sometimes I think Larusso's acting's a bit iffy. He's mainly good, but sometimes I'm like, I think it's more the characters just kind of, kind of do gooder type person. Yeah, Yet maybe I think, a wee yeah, bit so. annoying, but like, it could just be that. But. And um, LaRusso's daughter's a bit, I think we said she's a bit goody two shoes at times. Oh, I, she, I started off not minding her when, um, aye, she was fine because she was involved in the kind of Miguel storyline in the first season, but I'm very quickly getting kind of fed up with her. <laughs> One character I do like, and there's actually two characters I really like, and they're not even like likable characters, but I just think they play them really well and they're, they're wrote really well. Aye. I like Hawk. Hi. I think he's just absolutely brilliant because of how just ridiculous it is. And I like. There are the wee pal from school who ends up joining 
um, LaRusso's karate club. Oh, um, Dimitri. Dimitri. See, I find Dimitri a bit, I know he's supposed to be annoying. That's but, like, why, uh, for me, he's the right amount of annoying. Aye, he's kind of, he's very, like, technically minded sort yeah. of thing, and aye. I like that, leaving, like, a Yelp review and uh, things like that. I thought you know, it was so good. And it's, like, such a specific Yelp review, like, all this stuff, <laughs> right? So, that's the thing as well, like, it is kind of things are grounded, but then they're having all these mad karate fights and nobody's getting done for assault. Or ah, anything, yeah. and I'm like, like in, the, in, in the I think it was what was it, the start of season two, the big fight in the shopping mall. Ah, ridiculous, aye. just out of control. Like they're like chucking food trays about and stuff, aye. and everybody's just filming it. I'm like, surely somebody'd step into this, even though they're by. Like they'd never see me get any proper trouble for. Sometimes combat, the choreography like. is absolutely brilliant. Sometimes it's really uh, that choreography in the shopping mall bit is pretty shite. It's not the best, but it's all very kind of close up. The guy was fighting school was really, really good. Aye, when it's... he actually properly fights, not when he's getting beat up, but at the like the Halloween thing. But aye, see aye. when he actually fights in the kind of canteen area. Aye, that looked so good. Aye, that was, quite, was really good. It's pretty brutal the way it's kind of yeah. comes across. See, there's some stuff that's a bit of a stretch for me, like the he shows up in the exact same outfit. Ah, the skeleton had, outfit, and I'm like, did Johnny? Johnny has all this old shit, so like maybe. Also, as if he was ever going to wear that costume his buddy grandma made. Like, let's get it fucking real. The Deadpool real. thing that evolved into something else. Aye, like, this is like a bed sheet. Like, like something the KKK rejected. <laughs> I know exactly. It looked very, very dodgy, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe Johnny kept that, and it just happens to fit him. But the fact he has the exact same outfit with the same makeup and Aye. and it, it just a wee bit of stretch. But and the fact that like these guys are having like PTSD flashbacks to like high school and they right. getting beat That's up when, when LaRusso sees him he's like <laughs> he's like flashing back to the fight outside and I was like this is like this is a bit daft like that's I daft's a good word because sometimes you're like obviously things like that because LaRusso would have moved on like come on like, he's making hundreds of money good car dealership all that sort of stuff no he's got like multiple car dealerships in Hollywood it makes so sense like, for Johnny to be aye, a bit he's like just still not stuck over in it, the time aye, exactly. LaRusso 100% moved on aye because like, like we say he's he just seems obsessed with not even getting revenge but he's always like oh you have to see the good in people and then he's like yeah. oh this fucking Johnny guy do you know what I mean you're like Aye. he's like I'll never like him and stuff And <laughs> I like that when he spray painted the big dick on the billboard <laughs> that's so funny because it's so petty it's brilliant Aye, and it's like the fact they actually swear in it and stuff I, yeah. I don't think it's once a 15 because that wouldn't have been an original like, they would never have done anything like that in the films no, this, is, this is what I like about it because it feels like it's its own thing aye that's what I like and that's the only kind of wee complaint I have the, the intercut between the, the film too much with stuff yeah we don't need to show it as much because we're like I've never even seen the first Karate Kid and I just what? I like well I've seen bits of it do you know what I mean on TV I but I, I know like it's there's so much so much it's already in pop culture I kind of know other stuff from it's it it's waiting so. for Will Smith's son to pop up Ah, exactly. I'm kind of surprised he's not been in it because he's a producer on it as well. So aye. Will Smith, aye. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so weird. It's I just love the fact that this exists, like a weird spin-off. Of the yeah, I love the fact that as well. It started on YouTube as basically a passion project. Aye, essentially. And it's now kind of growing arms and legs and getting a bit of a following, a cult following. Is and it's yeah. I do. I'm happy to be able to kind of watch it and that it exists by the, the episode 3 episode 3 season 3 is the 8th of January so yeah and season 4 has been greenlit so oh has it yeah I'm excited so then it's yeah. gonna, that's definitely going to happen but, um, one character they kind of throw in there really quickly is the second love interest to Miguel I forget her name oh um is it, is it like Roxy or something it's something like that but they're, they're essentially doing the kind of Mad Max thing for Stranger Things this kind of yes the kind of um, 
tomboy girl type thing. But she I just, liked her character. I see, do. I like her, but she just kind of shows up and then. Yeah, it's it's a bit too quick. I like the I like the fact that she's done a wee bit of kickboxing in the past. And ah, she yeah. she has a good fight with Miguel, and then it is it is very quick how she's just like, well, why didn't you kiss me? You're like, Aye. that doesn't happen. Come on. I well, maybe she's a good looking guy. Does I don't know. That's Aye. that's a hit that both is just well me, but. Like <laughs> yours, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about myself. Don't worry, James. But that, I'm, like I said, I'm gonna finish off season two. I'm not too, not too much more to watch of it. I need to. I have my Netflix signed in on my phone, so I couldn't tell you. But I know that um, I've watched at least four or five episodes of season two. They are very short. Some of them are a wee bit longer, but it's yeah. like thirty-six minutes usually to forty. Well, I think season one final episode is Marcy. It's called. I think that was like thirty-seven minutes. Right. And then Marcy Part Two was about 37, 38 minutes long again, but most of them are about thirty. Aye, but I'm I'm enjoying it, and I feel like season two there was things I didn't like as much, but overall I'm still liking it. Yeah, but um, I'm looking forward to see where they go. If you when you finally finish it, you'll you kind of I'm sure you'll be excited to see what happens next as well. Yes, yeah. they kind of set it up well for a second or a third season. So so what um so you finished with that? What's next on the watch list for you? I think probably Ratchet. Um, uh, I, I've actually. Have you finished that? Went, no, I still haven't went back and finished off season the first season. I, I say that as if it's more than one season, <laughs> but uh, I still haven't went back and finished Ratchet. I, 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 I've only got like three episodes to go, but right. um, yeah, I'm finding myself less and less likely to go back and click onto it. Honestly, that's just kind of. To be fair, I've with Cobra Kai, I've took my time because I've been enjoying it, and yeah. I know there's not much more after it. So until next year. I've been pacing myself so I can just enjoy every episode every night or every second night just to kind of have something good to look forward to that I know is going to be decent quality but yeah. I will start Ratchet because I was excited when I seen it like being announced and stuff but just going by what you've been saying I feel like I'm going to get a couple of episodes in and just probably not go back to it but that's yeah uh, I feel like that again actually if it wasn't for the podcast I just feel like that would have happened for myself I feel Aye. like I want to get through it to talk about it but uh, no I'm not I'm not ever too excited to go back and stick an episode on. How many is it? Ten episodes or more? Um, around ten. Aye. I think I'm on episode seven just now. Right. So I've not got long to go. I mean, if you're that far in, you know, really want to go back to business. No. But if it, it's worth talking about, probably I'll even check out the first five or something so we can yeah. have a discussion. But what about yourself? If you get anything, you can. Uh well, I mean, I talked about it last time. Went to see um Goblet of Fire in the in the cinema just oh, because. Aye. It was on. It was on. So I ended up going down, jumping jumping randomly back into the kind of Harry Potter timeline of movies. Oh, really? So ended up watching uh, Prisoner of Azkaban again and then going, going forward again. Probably watch uh, Order of the Phoenixes after that, yeah. After the fourth one, I think so. I, so I kind of <laughs> just jumping up. around again, but um, I, they're just movies I really enjoy. So um, I'll, I'm going to kind of check them all back out, probably watch them all again. I, like we've said, it is a pretty consistent series. Um, I, I love Chamber of Secrets isn't the best film of the whole series, but there's just so much stuff in that individually that I like. Oh, aye. it's like, really, really good. Like the Chamber of Secrets set is probably my favourite film set ever. Aye, when you when they go down through the aye, aye. The, the kind of where the taps are like the fountain, but it's aye. really, really well done. Like since I was when did that come out? Two thousand. The Basilisk looked really good for the time. Even I the. CGI and that still looks they cut between that and an animatronic yeah yeah and it still looks amazing and you can tell when it's an animatronic but I'm still impressed at it looked really good and they actually did that aye aye for the time and stuff and like I say 2002 I think that came out yeah I think so I was just always obsessed with that 
that set and the way they get into the chamber and the way it opens and With stuff. The water and that, yeah. Aye, it's just it so good. They kind of they green screened it in the was it the part one or oh, what was the one they went back and got the fang? Was that part two? The oh, um, Hermione part one. Part no. one. I think it's part two. Aye, Hermione and Drongo go down together. Yeah, yeah, that's part two. Bachelor's fang. Like, they obviously green screened it because it's expensive and it's... Oh, very. And it's like a two minutes, not even a two minute scene. Aye, that's, that whole set's just... I've always loved it with the water and everything. And just aesthetically, that film was very impressive to me, so... Yeah. That's when I rewatched just for kind of the production design and stuff, so... Definitely not my favourite one, but I go back to it for that in particular, so... Yeah, apart from that, um... Oh, yeah, I watched, um, I, Tonya again. I don't, I've still not seen that. Oh, I love it. It's on iPlayer. I really can't recommend checking it out enough. It's so good. And Margot Robbie, aye. Yeah. Aye. It's about the, uh, obviously she plays a figure skater. And it's just really good. It's just really, the comedy in it's brilliant. Uh, you really empathise for the character. And I, 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 I just think it's really well worth a check out. It's like I said, it's on iPlayer right now. So definitely give it a watch if you're looking for something to watch. Does she like murder people, or am I getting that mixed up with something else? Oh, you're getting that mixed up. This is where she is a figure skater, and she's really good. Uh, but she's no the, the the kind of coaches and that. It's very kind of snobbish. Oh, right, she's okay. like a bit of a redneck, ah, so see, they aren't a big fan of her being actually caught like competing or being part of the world. Aye. So it's just really good because you really do feel for her, and although um it was a bit of a, like, a, like a cheap shot at the end. Oh, is it? Um, to kind of eliminate the girl who's in the competition with her, you kind of you do you still really like her as a character and as a person. Aye, I don't know why I thought it was just turning a serial killer or something. Like I can't even think of a film that would work in that. Like, what she's, what is it? Margot Robbie? You thinking of? Aye, aye. Well, that's the thing. If that's no already a film, I'm going to like copyright that right aye, now. Right now, a f- serial killer figure skater. Have you watched a uh, Harley Quinn yet? Her. Oh, the Ewan McGregor one. Yeah, the Birds of Prey. I've not watched it yet. No, I've heard it's like all right. I same. It's not on anything. It's not on any streaming platforms yet, so I've not been able to watch it. But I'm kind of surprised at that, given I we're locked in. Yeah, exactly. I thought so as well. But it's on my list. I'm interested to check it out. I know it's like I say. I've I was quite intrigued by the trailer, but I've I've heard it's just fine. But I'd I'd like to check it out because I like her as that character. She plays that character well and stuff. Yeah, really well. I like Ewan McGregor, obviously, so... Aye. No, it's... The, th- the thing, again, is I'm not going to get and buy the Blu-ray. I'm not that interested. Do you know what I mean? I, I want to see it, but I'm not going to spend £15 to get it, so... No, I I think... Yeah, I'm bored with that. I think I'll, I'll happily just wait until I can watch it at, at home on a different... Can I... Be it a Netflix or um, Amazon or anything like that. See, I'm surprised it's not on Amazon Prime, because I don't think it done too well, money-wise. I think it's on Amazon to rent. Oh, is it? I think so. If it's like three pound, I might be rent it. But I'm gonna check that then actually because, um, see, there's that much stuff I can already watch. I, I just don't see myself renting it. I'd rather just wait till it comes on. So I'm gonna check that now because if it's available, I might watch it soon as well. So it's four pound to rent. Rent it for four pound. What was that other Birds of Prey film? I was interested by the, the thumbnail. Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa, a television reporter covering a story of a farmer attacked by his chickens. Class. <laughs> Nineteen eighty eight. That seems like a film we should do a commentary for. Some of the random thing. So obviously these are all called Birds of Prey, which that's fair enough. But then <laughs> oh, <for laughs> fucking sounds nuts. See the thing is, I don't know if it's still the same, but anybody can like apply to just upload to Amazon. Oh really? So like, well this has this has creditations. So like, essentially I could make a film and just say it's on Amazon Prime, but I'd get like 
three pence a year because I get like two downloads or whatever. Yeah. That's so strange. Not that it'd be for the money, I'd just like to say that my film's on Amazon Prime. Do you know what I mean? I check it out. Check it out. I'm going to plug it in the podcast. That, that, I'll probably get that watched at some point. If it's only three ninety nine to rent, I'll probably end up renting it this week at some point and getting watched because I've not, um, like I said, I missed it in the cinema and I'm interested to see how, well, that storyline and Margot Robbie and that character again. I no, I'm definitely up for watching it. Um, I'll probably rent it in a couple of weeks because um, the way dip in the overdraft, even though it's three ninety nine, you know, but I'll be getting paid on the fourteenth. So she's been obviously cast again as Harley Quinn for the new Suicide Squad that's coming out. Aye, that's like we're saying, it's confusing because she's well, she's essentially playing the same version of that character, but it'll be in all three movies. Aye, and this is a different universe, so yep, I'm assuming I don't know because it's Rick Flag's the same actor, I think. Yeah, 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 I think so. So, who knows? That's the thing, I don't even care about that, but I can see other people being confused. No, actually, I don't particularly care either, but um, sometimes continuities... It just depends if they decide to do random things, like... Aye, aye. Because you don't take it away, a director could randomly, for example, that Jamie Foxx... Aye. Um, ...kind of casting, he might just have him say something from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, like a reference back to it. And it'll confuse Oh, and you'll be like, wait, why are you doing that? Like, aye. Even Leave though he's not connected, aye, aye, aye. just although we've all seen the same films and that, and we know what you're referencing it back to. Like, why include that? So it's interesting to see if they if they do anything like that. Like speaking of James Bond earlier, they they used to do wee stupid things like that with them because they cast um when they cast George Lazenby just after Sean Connery. There's a bit at the start I forget what it is. He's like playing my dog or something. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, this never happened to the other chap." And you're like, "So they like referring to Sean aye, Connery?" Aye. Just weird things like that. It's like. It's it, funny, but like, why do it? So ah, exactly. It's like that's like almost a fourth wall break to me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, I'd say so. Obviously, they're not like staying out of the camera, but it's, it's very similar. But yeah, anything else that catch your attention this week? You want to watch or? Um, I'm trying to think. What's on Netflix? That have you watched Hill House yet on Netflix? No, yet. I need to watch it. Really good. The second season coming out or second storyline. I don't know if it's a continuation or if it's. Ah, it's called something slightly different. Aye, the Bly Manor. Aye. Um, that's really good, actually. That's that's honestly really scary. I the first season, if it's anywhere near as scary as the first season, it's solid. It's Aye. so good, honestly. Oh, that Hubie Halloween. That's that. Um, the Adam Sandler. Bro. Adam Sandler one where he said it himself. He's like, because everyone makes fun of how bad his movies is. He's essentially tried to make a really bad movie here. So it'll be interesting to see just how actually horrendous this is going to be. Maybe he's actually made a good film this time. Ah, he's, he's made a good film while trying to make a bad film. That would be the most Adam Sandler thing that can happen. Like he's done a McGee and accidentally made a good film. Aye. <laughs> and then we'll get a Hoobie Halloween 2 and it'll be absolute AIDS. <laughs> Aye. I would like, we liked Overlord. See, Overlord, I thought that was an 18, but it's a 15 here. It was definitely it was definitely 18 when it came out. Aye, I don't the know. Cinema. They've maybe down. edited some. It's a Fast and Furious kids TV series. A season two as well, so and it's a fifteen. What the? F- well, it says one season, so it's season two coming up. Yeah, it's season two coming on Friday. But it's like so, like not childish looking, but it looks like a kids show. Yeah, yeah it, it, no, it really does. I'd literally have to watch some, like season one to see what on earth gives makes it a fifteen. It must be bad language, surely, because the films aren't even a fifteen. No, <laughs> well, that's PG. All right, so it was getting a wee bit mixed up. Aye, I was going to say, but that's. Bizarre. <laughs> so I assume Overlord probably was an 18 as well, and it's just. Yeah, it's just having me flaky. Aye. 
sick Netflix just wasting the podcast exactly that's what I've really got for this week I started watching The Irishman with my, my dad again yeah. and um, I think I watched the first hour and I don't know why but the, the whole de-aging thing just stood out to me this time uh, yeah um, I think it's one of them ones I, when we watched it the first time Aye. Uh, I did, we noticed it but it wasn't like you kinda, super noticeably bad your brain kind of switches off to it almost yeah. as you, as you kind of go along So whereas I think on a rewatch because again you're looking out for it a bit more Aye, you, it could you be do that. notice it like at the start when uh, Joe Pesci kind of He's introduced to Robert De Niro. Yeah. He has this really weird floating head as he like adjusts his jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's so... I kind of noticed it the first time, but it didn't bother me. And I'm like, that, this is so weird. Especially for like Martin yeah. Scorsese, you know. The best uh, the best de-aging I've actually seen so far is in um, Samuel Jackson. In oh, and, um, I was going to say Winter Falcon. That's not even a thing. <laughs> Winter Falcon? <laughs> Marvel, get me on the phone for these titles. <laughs> Winter Soldier Winter and a Falcon crossover. God, you got it, boys. In fact, they're not making that. It's like... I think they are. But it's called something else. Yeah. I, I think that's probably what's in my brain. I've just went Winter Falcon. But no, um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, aye. The de-aging Samuel Jackson in Captain Marvel was... Amazing. I like you just think he's. Ah, it, it looks like he. It looks like he's literally just finished like filming up Jackie Brown and he's <laughs> went straight into making. It, it actually Captain looks Marvel. that good. I think, um, especially for like a full film as well, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. But the thing is, as well, is that maybe because Samuel L. Jackson's not really aged much, and it's just easier to make him look younger. I don't yeah, know if that's uh, that. maybe I. I true. Because he's not like a dead saggy neck or anything. Do you know what no. I mean? Because like, some actors are they age quite badly, obviously. So yeah. I don't know. There is a difference in case we have anybody like, oh, they don't know the difference, but there's a difference between a digital character and a de-aged Yeah, a massive difference. Rachel in Blade Runner 2049. I'd say that's the best de-aging, but technically it is a fully digital character. It is digital, yeah. And that, to me, is the best-looking digital character. It's this, The only thing that wastes that for me is she gets shot in the head. It looks dead shite the way she like falls over. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. Like, really overly animated, but that's kind of best for me. And then... Kurt Russell, which is an actual de-aged actor in Guardians 2. He looks good. He looks really good in that. But then again, he's aged pretty well. He's obviously a bit wrinkly, yeah. but... So I, I think it does vary. It varies quite quite a bit, so... It's a technology that I I hope that they keep doing it well so that it stays about, because I actually really like it. Well, Disney's, like, dead set on just putting in everything for some reason. I think... I'm, I'm not against it. I, it's, I think it's a weird conspiracy, because they think it's the future. They're going to, like, invest so much in this to cast like dead actors and stuff oh yeah maybe not do it with dead actors but i certainly don't mind the idea of taking actors that we have now and obviously having like flashback scenes and having them look younger in films or for example this in captain marvel we know of samuel jackson's character in the obviously wider marvel universe so it makes sense for this whole film obviously because of the time period it's set in that he would be younger and it works so so well Aye, I, that, I'd agree with you. It's using it on an actor that is still alive. I, I just I have a problem with the whole resurrecting someone. Right, exactly. It's more the kind of moral issues behind it for me. Yeah, also it's a bit cheap. It's like, for example, they'll, they'll no doubt do it in the future in a Star Wars movie when more, more people that were in the original Star, Star Wars start to die. Oh, 100%. Because they've done it with, obviously, Peter Cushing, and then yeah. they're like... Oh, we're not doing it with Carrie Fisher out of respect for him. You're like, what the f- well, <laughs> fair enough. But Peter Cushing's like, he didn't agree to star in Rogue One. Do you know what I mean? So no. obviously his family, the estate kind of... They, 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 they were happy to have it happen. Aye. And that's the thing. 
some people might think, oh, it's nice to see that actor back in that role because they were famous for it and stuff, but they still didn't agree to it. And yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's not actually a performance they would have gave, it's somebody else imitating them. So I think there is a lot of questions that surround it. Yeah, I think I, I would agree with that. I do. The Like Robin Williams, he had a, a contract. I don't know how it works, but in his will, essentially, no one's allowed to. I don't know if it's in his will, but he's, no one's allowed to use his image for 100 years after his Oof. death. So I think he was kind of. He was either advised or he kind of knew where things were going. So Yeah. Because people would be happy to resurrect somebody they love like that for the, the oh, screen. Oh, absolutely. Because obviously everybody loves Robin Williams, so. It sets a kind of weird president, president, precedence for <laughs> Donald Trump. There's a, there's, a, there's a weird president, <laughs> but it sets a, a kind of weird tone for where things are going. Because James Dean's coming back to life for some film. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've read that, but no, I haven't. I haven't read that, but I'm guessing that's to do like I see. It's a weird one though, because he's not not a massive actor. Well, he's like obviously he's a kind of iconic figure like yeah just in terms of his look and stuff as well but that's the thing for me i thought when i first heard about it i thought oh they're trying to finish an unfinished film because obviously he died very young and then i found out they're just casting him the guy's like oh no he's the best actor for the part and i'm, I'm like no <laughs> no he's definitely not because <laughs> you can't can't i didn't, didn't have to do an audition or anything like that like <laughs> exactly so I, I think that's just a weird obviously it's a publicity type thing but yeah definitely i just don't agree with bringing somebody back to life when they have no say in no, it. It's for all them old folk that are like, oh, these, these modern actors are pish. <laughs> and they go in and see James Dean. Aye. Aye, that'd be so funny if that's the case. <laughs> Get the boomers back into the cinema. That's Aye. it. But no, the, um, like I said, I, I don't mind the de-aging at all. Um, no, no, I, I don't there's, mind there's a certain, like There are certainly questions that need answering in terms of the stuff that you've, you've raised, but um, for me it does work. It, it works best even in that exact example of the Marvel Universe where we've got an older Samuel Jackson current or current Samuel Jackson Aye. and then they have a film where he's obviously a character from like I think it's set in the 70s or 80s I think, 80s, I think, I think. it's the was it not the very early 90s because I think um, yeah I think so because like Stan Lee's reading a Mulrat script in the, the the bus oh okay yeah so it'd be like kind of 90s so so, so it just I think it just works perfectly. I really liked it for that kind of like you say, like that kind of universe. Especially younger kids, they see him as an older person in films that are set. I, yeah. I assume present day ish. I think the Irishman was just trying it out as well. I and I looked at all this technology they had for it, and they basically had a massive database of see like Robert De Niro. Yeah. And the computer would like look at the scene they had, and it go, "This is how he looked in this the, other kind of point in time uh, in this film." Yeah. Underneath this same kind of lighting setup and stuff and it still looks weird it's like his eyes look very cloudy and stuff it does look weird but I, I, I do respect it for trying it I I think like you say stuff has to be the kind of no like you say sorry but things have to be the kind of sacrificial lamb almost for yep. for these kind of things to, to develop and I, I like Irishman overall as a film so I'm the same as a film I it think it doesn't put me off watching it no I think I think it's maybe just going to be the kind of mood I'm in if I'm going to go for the CGI faces or no, yeah. but I think sometimes it looks really good and other times it it stands out. When he's kind of in the daylight it looks bad, which is understandable because most CG stuff looks bad in like broad daylight. So It does. So I, like you say, an interesting experiment anyway. So Definitely. Oh, speaking of eyes, I almost forgot. See Cobra Kai? Aye. They're definitely doing something with people's eyes in that. They're like enhancing the colour or something. 
Why? I don't know, but if you look at their eyes, I'm like, nobody's eyes are that blue or that, right. that green. I'm going to have to check it out when I watch the next episode. Just focus on people's eyes. They're <laughs> look so, at their eyes. They're so, like, saturated with colour. I'm sure okay. they're, like, adding a mask, like, a layer mask. And then Maybe it's just a filter, it. like... It could be, but they're definitely doing something, because it doesn't really add up with the... I do... I, see, it's funny, I, I've noticed it only on one character. I've noticed it on Robbie. Aye. But apart from that, I've not really noticed it, so I need to... And LaRusso's daughter, I noticed it in a scene. I forget her name. Um, what is her name? It's something... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's something dead obvious, but I can't really think. I can't remember. Anyway. It's not Sam. Sam, that's it. Aye. Aye. And, um, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I knew it was something kind of um, not obvious, but easy to remember, which obviously not too easy for me, but I, her eyes looked very blue in one scene, and it kind of stood out against the rest of the colour grade, so... I know he's are up to Cobra Kai, like, uh-huh. you, can, you can't fool me, but not that it's a bad thing, I just happen to notice it. So. Yeah, no, of course. I, I, I have a look out for it and see if I notice it more. If anyone else is a wee nitpicker, just look out for it, because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed it. So. No, probably not. <laughs> and um, I do love Johnny's car, even though I... I aye, the, the, aye, the, the Dodge, Mustang. yeah. Aye. Is it a Mustang? Aye. No, oh. it's a... Um, the one he gets off Larusso, the Aye, it's a Challenger, Dodge Challenger. Aye. And he gets it all coated. Uh, I, I love that. I love that. It was that the start of season two, wasn't it? Aye, aye. That's how it started. And he's like, "Don't look." I like that a lot. <laughs> that whole it was again, it's cheesy good, but aye. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Them cars. And he must be making some money to get like hand embroidered seats with the Cobra Kai logo. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. So that's <laughs> so the dojo is doing no bad. Is it dojo or dojo? Dojo. Dojo. Also, that's see. It's funny that if you, if you actually watch that. That, she says give him something free off the trade in <laughs> and he give, gives him a car that's like $20,000 I was kind of because they were all like pure shite like Aye. we Fiat Panda sitting next to it well I don't know but whatever was sitting next to it definitely wasn't up to the, the standard they no. eventually <laughs> got so. but it fits the whole kind of tone of the film which I'll uh, film the series Aye. I loved that in the was it episode 1 or 2 and he like hits the, the steering wheel and the airbag goes off like, Aye. that was so Son of a, <laughs> Aye, it's good that have you seen his dream sequence in season two yet? No. Alright, so. look out for that. I was going to talk about that. It's pretty funny. Alright. It's good. It's at the start of the episode. You'll know exactly what I'm okay. talking about. Because it's um, the way it starts, you'll know he's dreaming. So it's pretty funny. No, I'm, I'm actually close to it. Because like I said, I'm definitely like uh, four or five episodes in. It's hard because like, I don't pay attention to the numbers until... No, especially not when you're binging something. Aye. And then I was trying to just watch a part of night and then wasn't really paying attention. Just I was just trying to continue watching. So. Yep. But no, I'm looking forward to season three. It'll just be after Christmas, so. Aye, and that'll uh, fly in because this whole blooming year's flown in. Aye, it's not even felt like a year. It's been. I woke up in March and it's nearly Christmas, so. Aye. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we get locked in the exact day of my birthday, actually. Oh, really? 23rd of March, aye. It's a good way of looking at it. In fact, it's really scary to think I'll be 26 and that's. It's really scary to think that you've lost half a year. That's what it's scary to think about. I do agree with the whole, like, making everybody a year younger. I do agree with that. Aye, yeah, just cancel half this year. Like, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Just turn the clocks back. Aye, I still look <laughs> about 19, 20 anyway, so. Maybe no 19, I don't know if I could pull off 19. Don't you pull off 19? Maybe 21. Aye. Aye, definitely 21. Yeah, an American 21, yeah. Aye. So, like, 45. <laughs> <laughs> like, they filmed it. They're in high school and they're like 30 or something. <laughs> That's it. Oh. That's all, it always confused me with films like, um, See, like, Back to the Future, I was like, why is Marty still in school? Because I thought he looked well, so you see, I, I used to think of that, and then I started watching, I like watching um, college-level basketball and American football. Aye. 
And say if you see like a sixteen-year-old college-level American footballer, you're like, nah. <laughs> just like, that dude's like thirty. You know, honestly, it's it's freaky. Like, oh, maybe it's just that then. I think in America is, is we we make a joke of over here, but in America they're probably like, ah, oh, that's what we look like. <laughs> I probably it's the same in is it Nightmare on Elm Street? I kind of think the bitch in the class. And there's like a guy behind him, he's like 45. <laughs> ah, so that the kind of the, the meme of Steve Buscemi is like, oh, yeah. hi kids. Like, hello fellow students. Hello fellow students. Kids, holding up on skateboard, that's, so, that's literally what it's like. Um, no, it's been quite a slow week, but still some enjoyable stuff. So Yeah, definitely. Not even a lot of news really. That... No, it's like I said, I think because the cinemas are still in this kind of state of uncertainty, that there's not so much kind of movie news of trailers and that coming out so hopefully it starts to pick up again soon now right the only thing coming out next week is akira i think it's been re-released so yeah that's on uh wednesday for i don't even know if it's a local cinema is it a re-release or just a showing i think it's just a showing it's just a showing yeah so it's not like being remastered or anything so I'd assume it's been remastered a while ago anyway, so ah. I'd like to see that on the big screen. Like I said, I've not seen the whole film, I've just seen the kind of iconic clips from it and certain things, but no, I'd be up for that if you're... Yeah, yeah, I'd be up for a cinema trip this week. We'll see what our kind of recommendations are for next week. Yeah, get, get a few films watched rather than kind of focus on the series a lot this week. We'll get a few more films watched for the next kind of discussion anyway. Aye. So, thanks for listening. Aye, and we'll catch us all next week.